LeeTDickey.com. Do you have an event or occasion coming up that could use a special touch? Perhaps a wedding, a production, a show? Good! Then you're in luck. Haley Moores is who you're looking for. Haley is a makeup artist in the Toronto, Ontario area, specializing in bridal, glam, natural, and special effects. She's incredibly talented, professional, easy to work with, and has a personality that is second to none. To book Haley Moores today, follow her on Instagram at mad underscore malash, that's M-A-D underscore M-I-L-A-S-H, or email her at madmalash, again, that's M-A-D-M-I-L-A-S-H, at gmail.com. Book Haley Moores today, you'll be glad you did. LeeTDickey.com LeeTDickey.com What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to another episode, a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Today, this week, I want to tell you guys some stories and give you some memories and thoughts of one of my favorite dining spots, my favorite food holes, if you will, in Toronto, Canada, and that is the Bus Terminal Diner. It is a place that I went when I was a kid, and a lot of changes have happened there over the years, so I just want to give you guys my thoughts, memories, and tell you some stories of my time being a regular customer in the Bus Terminal Diner. But before we get into that main event, into the body of the episode, I want to tell you where you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast. The Beats and Speaks podcast releases new episodes every single Friday at midnight Eastern time and is available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. My official website, LeeTDickey.com. We're also on YouTube as well under Lee Dickey TV. Of course, all those links will be listed in the description. So go follow, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app and player of choice as well, please. And thank you if you'd like to get in, in touch and become a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please do email me at leetdickey at gmail.com. All that information is in the show notes and description below. But now that all that housekeeping is out of the way, let's get into the main event. My thoughts, memories, and stories of the Bus Terminal Diner from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. All right, so yes, the Bus Terminal Diner in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Now, the reason this episode is being recorded, released, and put on the podcast this week is simply because I walked by it on Monday and saw some people working in there and had seen that the entire interior of the diner had basically been gutted and torn out. There was nothing but like wood paneling. Well, very faint wood paneling. You could see floor, like the floor. There was nothing in there. No furniture, no nothing. It was just a bare shell. Like the exterior looked the same, which is basically an old timey uh, diner car, which is what it's always looked like. And I used to go in there all the time with my dad. I'll get into more stories uh, into that in a second. So when it came to just walking by, I was shocked to see that there were people in there because it's been closed for a while. And over the past, say, 10 to 15 years, it's gone through so many ownership changes and a few name changes that it's so hard to figure out and kind of nail down 
when it was actually open and or like if it was serving food or if it was actually like operational because it's like they would have breakfast and brunch and then they would only be open for dinner so from like five till two in the morning and i think part of the problem with that is that there is another sort of i don't know whether it's a franchise or a chain well i mean it is a chain but i'm not sure whether they're franchised or not but another diner that's like two feet away and i'm not kidding called the sunset grill which is a regular spot that i go to with my mom if you follow me on social media i post about it and all those links will be in the description if you're wanting to follow me on social media at lee t dickey by the way so i go to the sunset grill with my mom which is two feet away from the bus terminal diner and to have sort of like two competing restaurants that serve basically the same food in such a small area and such like within such proximity to one another it's kind of like you pick one or the other but most people pick the sunset grill but in my opinion that's because you could never peg down whether the bus terminal was actually open and operational or not over the last 10 to 15 years because it just went through so many name changes and menu changes and like hourly change like just the hours of operation were all wonky and you know it's sad because like i said i used to go in there all the time with my dad the thing is i grew up not that far from the bus terminal diner and i used to take martial arts lessons i used to take karate and the school used to be probably like 50 feet 50 feet say or maybe even less than that somewhere between like 30 to 50 feet from the bus terminal diner and i would go there mainly on the weekends like i'd go to my karate lesson and then my dad and i would go to breakfast and it was at the bus terminal diner now my dad when we first discovered the diner i think i might have been nine or ten and then you know we went in there for three to four years and then you know since then like my dad has since passed away so we went in there until i started high school because that's when he passed away and then i just didn't go in there again um and i'm gonna try my best to not get emotional and i will admit that it's gonna be kind of hard but when my dad passed away after you know going into the bus terminal diner for so many years i just felt weird going in there without him and uh, i should give you another reason as to why like we found the bus terminal diner was because there's another bar on the on the first corner that's probably like five to ten feet from the bus terminal diner and it's actually called helen's bar and grill now back in the late mid to late 90s this is you could still smoke indoors you could still smoke in bars and there wasn't regulation when it came to you know bars or restaurants and things like that but when i got to be about 12 i say 11 or 12 the restaurants and bars had to like differentiate themselves so you were if you were a bar miners couldn't go in there if you were a restaurant all the power to you you had to you know choose between one or the other if you were designated a bar obviously a minor under the age of 18 can't go in there if you were a restaurant then all the power to you it's a family place people can go in right so we started out at helen's bar and then had to move to the bus terminal permanently 
because Helen's, I think it was Helen and Henry's bar at the time. It's now just Helen's bar. It, it had designated itself a bar. So obviously with me being like, with me, with me being a minor at the time, I can't go in there. Right. So we discovered the bus terminal diner and getting back to what I said earlier, my dad and I went in there for about three or four years permanently. And, um, after he had passed away, I just couldn't bring myself to go in there as often as, you know, we used to just cause I didn't feel right going. It, it felt really strange to me to go into the bus terminal diner, knowing that it was a spot that my dad and I had gone to for so many years to go in there without him. I almost felt like I was cheating a little bit. I was cheating on him. I was kind of disrespecting him in a way, uh, by going in there by myself. And, you know, the first few times, and don't get me wrong, I did go in to the bus terminal diner for years with, uh, you know, after he had passed away. I think the last time I was in there, I was probably 24 or 25. And that's the last time I remember it actually being operational. But, you know, the last time I was in there, I was actually in there with some cousins that had come up from Florida. And we had a, a nice family meal in there. But, you know, for the first long while, I couldn't bring myself to go in there without him because, as I said, I almost felt like I was cheating on him. I almost felt like I was disrespecting him and the place that we had gone to together and that we had, it was like our favorite go-to spot. Like I was having, so, like it, it was some of my best times with my dad were held at the bus terminal diner. Like we would get together on the weekends. I'd go to you know, my karate class, and then we'd had get breakfast or lunch or whatever. And I'd normally get like an omelet or a, it was either an omelet or a burger for me, mainly an omelet. Usually it was either, I think it, I was a big fan of their cheese omelet. Uh, so, you know, that's usually what I would get. And I think I would either get like a, a Coke or in later years, it was like an orange juice or I'd stick to water, but mainly a cheese omelet for me. And my dad would usually get sunny side up eggs, bacon or sausage and brown toast, you know, but for years, I couldn't bring myself to go in there. Um, and I had gone in there by myself and it gets a bit weird here. I just remember sitting in a booth one day and kind of looking up and just at, at the spot across from me. And, uh, I kind of, I got an instant flashback and saw, kind of saw my dad sitting there. And, uh, you know, I kind of had like an out of body experience where I can picture myself at, uh, like 12 or 13 years old and he's sitting there across from me. We're having a good time. And, um, I just, I couldn't go in there anymore without him. I, I really couldn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I brought friends in there, you know, but if I were to go in there by myself, it just didn't feel the same. I don't have gone in there by myself. I remember one particular time, uh, for those of you in Canada that are listening to this, and, well, they may have an international following, I don't know, but the Canadian band Stereos, who were found on the, who rose to fame, I should say, on the uh, Much Music television show Disband, they were filming something in there. A lot of, a lot of uh, productions have filmed scenes in there, right? So you know, getting back to the stereo story, I was maybe 20 or 21 and I had just walked in there cause I needed something to eat. I was hungry. 
I hadn't eaten all day. It was probably about lunchtime, maybe one, like 11, 11.30-ish, around there. And I noticed like a film crew was around. And this is about the time I started in, you know, film and television and media myself. So I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I look over my, I turn around and look over my left shoulder and it's the lead singer of Stereos. I can, I, you know, they're pretty recognizable. They were pretty recognizable guys at the time because they were like one of the hottest things to come out of Canada. So I look over and, you know, the lead singer's taking a picture with a fan. And I'm like, oh, what's going on in here? I guess they were either filming a music video or they were filming a music video nearby and then just stopped and got a bite to eat. But I saw some film crew in there. So I guess they were filming in there because I saw some, uh, you know, studio lights, like a lighting kit and film crew just wrapping up cable and stuff like that. So it was cool to see that in there, that they had come in and that people know of a place like the bus terminal diner because i figure like if you're not living in like the east end of toronto then you probably don't know of the bus terminal diner but then again what do i know because i mean i'm still a young guy i'm only 30 years old and that uh, bus terminal has probably been around since about the mid 40s so you know i'm sure people in this city that are older than i can tell you more about the bus terminal diner but that's, that's one particular story. And I know a lot of things have been filmed in there in terms of production. Like I would walk by several nights and see film crews out there. Just it, maybe they were filming like short films or sort of like dramas or, you know, just whatever. A lot of things have been filmed in the Bus Terminal Diner. Like I know that there's a scene in sort of the 50 Cent biopic get Richard die trying or the the life story if you will uh that is actually filmed in there i think it's the film where this woman goes into labor and basically has the baby on the bathroom floor or whatever it is but a lot of like that's one of those things that has been filmed in the bus terminal along with like i guess the things that the stereos have done and i'm sure that there have been many other things that have been filmed in the bus terminal diner because i mean it is a well-known place within the city, within Toronto and its city limits. But, you know, for a long time, I, I couldn't go in there because of the time I'd spent in there with my dad. And as I said, it, it almost felt like I was cheating on him a little bit or, you know, disrespecting him in a way by going in there by myself. And I remember one of the first few times, you know, I would go in there and I would look up and I'd see him across from me because I'd have like an instant out of body, instant flashback experience to back when I was a kid, you know, for one of the first times that we would go in there. And it, it just, you know, as I, I'm trying not to get emotional, but it uh, brings a tear to my eye. And, you know, I have to stop and think about the times that my dad and I had. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed going into that place. Like I brought friends into that place. I, you know, a lot of things about the, the bus terminal diner, they were busy. You know, back in the day, I remember going in there and you could barely find a seat on the weekend. And I, I also remember like I'd be sitting at a table uh, either with somebody by myself or with my old man. And I would see just these guys, you know, just workers, I guess, work in the area or work in the city. They're coming. You go for a beer. It's it's kind of like cheers. You know, people you'd walk in the door like, hey, you know, Norm or Buddy or whatever just they'd say the guy's name like hey dave or whatever and it just it, it was almost a bit like cheers you know 
Like these guys had their favorite stools, they had their favorite spots, they had their favorite drinks. And the thing about the bus terminal is that I would always see one of two things on the TV. Because it's a family restaurant and whatever, what have you, I guess they got the sports package, but I'd never see football on for it being a sports package. I'd always see horse races. Now, I'm not sure if, uh, well, it was the score back in those days. It's now known as Sportsnet 360. I don't know if Sportsnet 360 carries the horse races still from Woodbine uh, Racetrack in uh, Toronto. But back in those days, you would that's the only thing I remember seeing on. It was either that, the horse races, or golf. Those were the two things. I'd see the occasional tennis match, but mainly it was horse races or golf. And I remember just thinking, I was like, this is what these guys watch? This is all they want? The horse race? I, I didn't understand the the draw of horse racing. I, I still don't. You know, I know what the Breeders' Cup is. I know what the Preakness is. You know, I know what the Triple Crown is. But I just, I didn't, I still don't understand and didn't back then the didn't understand the draw of horse racing and why people get into it but then again i'm a guy that watches you know baseball and bowling and various other sports that some people might not find entertaining but that i find entertaining so if that's one of those things that those guys found entertaining then good for them i really uh i i don't know it just it was one of those things where i was surprised that it was a thing and it was horse racing was on on the weekends and I, I just remember being in there with my dad and you know seeing him with either bacon or sausage sunny side up eggs and brown toast and then me with my cheese omelet or a grilled cheese sandwich because that's another thing they had I mean I love cheese I always have so having a, a cheese omelet or a grilled cheese sandwich especially from the bus terminal diner they were really really good so that's normally what I would order the occasional time I would get a burger just because I felt like having something a bit heavier and I just I'm taken back to those times you know when I walk by it I just every time I walk by it I, I think about the times that I spent in there mainly with my dad I did bring friends in there my friend some of my friends have eaten in there with me and you know there were some good times what can I say it was a fun time it was a good time to be a kid you know it was I, I really did enjoy the bus terminal diner and what I can say is that I hope whatever goes in there and whoever bought the place, I hope it does well because the whole having like the last 10 to 15 years, maybe even a little more than that of name changes, hourly changes and hours of operation and just like not knowing when that place is open is a bit disconcerting, you know, whether that has to do with the fact that the Sunset Grill is legitimately two feet away and it does monster business on the weekends. I don't know. But I, I certainly hope that whoever bought it, uh, you know, puts their business in there and does well. Whether it's a restaurant or something else. I hope that whatever goes in there now is just highly successful. Because, you know, to walk by it and see nothing in there is, it's heartbreaking. You know, because that diner car, because I think... As the story goes, like that actually used to be the bus terminal for the city of Toronto, or at least in the east end part of Toronto. 
So to see it empty and to see it absolutely bare, to see it kind of boarded up for a while, it, it, it's heartbreaking to me because I spent so many years in there, so many weekends. I I ate so many meals in that place. And uh, my dad and I, we, we shared many stories and, you know, just talked about life and things like that. You know, as I got older and then once he passed away, it was just kind of different. But it's, uh, it brings back a lot of memories. And I certainly hope that whoever bought it and whoever owns it now and just whoever's going to run the business, I hope that whatever it is, whether it's another restaurant or something else, I hope that it does well. Because I think that corner needs something within that old timey diner car because to have it just sit just seems like a real, real waste. And I, I really hope that uh, whatever the venture is that's going into that to where the Buster Ronald Diner was. And uh, I think its last name was Glory Days. I'm not sure how well they did, but they did shut down shortly after opening. But, um, well, I mean, that'll tell you how well they did if they shut down shortly after opening. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that diner car is a focal point to Toronto's East End and the Danforth neighborhood. So I think whatever needs to go in there needs to really kind of bring it and needs to sort of get back to the roots of what it was, you know, like build your business, build your brand, build your legacy, but also stay true to what it was before you and what came before you because everybody that lives in the city of Toronto, especially in the East End, knows the bus terminal diner. You know, if you grew up in the East End, if you grew up on the Danforth, you know what the bus terminal diner is. So, and I'm assuming that if you live in the city of Toronto, you know what the bus terminal diner is. So I think for it to come back, it's really got to be I don't, I don't want to call it new and hip, but it, it's got to resemble something that will sort of invoke something in every single crowd. Like people that used to come to that place, something that has to grab new customers. You got to have a, a bit of both worlds. And I certainly hope whoever bought it and whatever goes in there does supremely well and brings life back to that corner. I mean, you've got like a, a Tim Hortons pickup window and you've got the Sunset Grill like two feet away. But I, I certainly hope that whatever goes in there now just does well. And, you know, those are some stories from, you know, my time at the Bus Terminal Diner. I uh, I also remember like one time just sitting at a table and again, these guys are, I don't know whether they were watching something, the rare time that they were watching something other than like horse races or golf if something else was on tv i can't remember what it was and this one guy just stood up he I was having a bad day he stood up and he told one of the more elderly gentlemen that was sitting on a bar stool to basically uh f off and left and the, the waitress just kind of looked a bit perplexed like what's going on because everybody that was in there just kind of looked up and went, what's, you know, we all just kind of said, hey, what's what's happening here? And I guess a couple people at the that were sitting at the counter had told her, like, yeah, I guess he just wanted to watch sports. And, like, I think the guy who wouldn't change the channel, his name, the, the elderly guy, his name was, like, Ernie or something like that. So he'd said that he wanted to watch sports. Ernie wanted to watch this. And he just, one thing led to another. And this other guy tells Ernie to basically F off and then leaves. So that was, I mean, that was another one of those stories where um, just the bus terminal will attract any 
sort of character. Like they, they, it just attracts a crowd with a lot of character. And that it's that's just magical to me because you get to see a, a, a bit of everything if you walk into that place, if you dined in that place, uh, like I did, if, or if anybody that's older than me dined in that place, you know, long before I came around. But you know, the bus terminal will always be special to me because it's a place that I went with my dad, with someone I loved, and we spent a lot of good time there. We ate a lot of good meals there. We told a lot of good stories and. It's all, it's just, you know, it holds a special place with me because it's a place that I would go all the time as often as I could with my dad and like with the people I love and care about the most. But those are some stories about, you know, the Bus Terminal Diner in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Find the Beats and Speaks podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, leetdickey.com. New episodes are released every single Friday at midnight Eastern time. And you can find us on YouTube as well under Lee Dickey TV. Subscribe there. Leave reviews on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. If you'd like to be a guest, please send me an email at leetdickey at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can also do that as well. Follow me on social media at Lee T. Dickey. All the information will be listed in the show notes and linked in the description below. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. I have been your host, Lee Dickey, and I am signing off. We'll see you next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Peace. LeeTDickey.com